Good morning, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, your host of 3P Ball. This week, our Monday model episode will cover the league results from week 15. We'll go through the standing ramifications, the matchups upcoming for week 16, my Nick Nurse Note segment, aka What Do I Gotta Do to Win? Cover our hot and nice players of the week. And then finally, our Shaq to the Fool shout out. So let's get started. So last week, I had I was facing Jin, and I predicted this to be a 6-3 win in my favor. The final result ended up being 7-1, with the tie category being blocks. Uh, my players that contributed to this blowout win, I give a shout out to D'Angelo Russell, and it felt kind of nice because Jin has throughout the season talked real shit about D'Angelo Russell, and look, I get it, real life, he's not a baller, but man, in fantasy, he is awesome. Historically, his issue has always been poor field goal and injury risk, but I don't know, I guess trade rumors... Uh, has uh, made him play above his head. He's been playing really well and contributed to 19 threes. And I needed every single one of those for the category by four threes. Also, a shout out to my waiver stream, Drew Eubanks. I, I picked him up last week, Monday, for one game. He gave me one block. And that's all I needed to tie that category. A category I did not expect to tie or win. So, shout out to Drew Eubank. Your one game saved my tail. Jin's side, man, I had to face the onslaught that was Anthony Edwards. He is making Minnesota his team. He came firing at me great from the field, from the line, from points, from threes, from steals, all aspects. He was everywhere. He was hunting me last week. And Jaron Jackson Jr., I really thought that Reddit um, impose that they put out on the discrepancy between Jaron Jackson's uh, stock stats in home games and away games, which was like a, a doubling difference, was going to have a little bit of uh, call it caution with the scorekeepers in his home game. They do drop five blocks and per- Helped Jin tie that category. So, Jaron Jackson, a one-man block party with or without the scorekeepers. But I still want him checked. Uh, I wonder if Yahoo would retroactively adjust those if Jaron Jackson was caught. I'm not sure, but oh, that'd be that'd be fun. Um, my hope is just that Jaron Jackson stats get adjusted moving forward, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I was pretty close with that prediction. Uh, the next matchup I had predicted involved um, the matchup between Sherry versus Sunny. For that, I predicted a 7-2 win in favor of Shiroz. First place Shiroz ended up winning 5-4 over Sunny. And uh, this was a little bit of a surprise for me but Chiroz was experimenting with Gordon Hayward and Jonathan Isaac in this lineup. So I think uh, a couple of actual waiver moves made this week. He probably could have pushed out a 
6-3 or a 7-2 win, especially on uh, on the uh, rebounds category um, for Sherry. So I'll say I'll say it was an experimental week for Sherry. A little cockiness from the top seed. We'll see if that ever ends up biting him. But for him, Gary for free Trent Jr. Nine threes, 52 points, six steals, and a free throw percentage of perfection. All three of those stats, Sonny could have won if Gary Trent Jr. wasn't in Sherry's roster. So shout out to Akmal for dropping Gary Trent for free. And Sherry used him to beat down Sonny. That is my Gary Trent segment today. For Sonny, Clint Capella gave him the boards and the blocks and the big man stats on field goal at 700 to win Sonny those cats and keep it close. So, uh, I was a little off on that prediction. But jumping ahead, I nailed this one. Ali, I had beating Akmal 5-4. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So for Ali, LeBron James took over for his squad again. And uh, LeBron, I'm sure, will be happy that Anthony Davis is now in Ali's squad, helping him carry Ali's roster into the playoffs or protect him in the playoffs. He had a scorching 16 threes, 107 points, 26 boards, 26 assists, and only eight steals for the week while shooting 867 from the line. So there's no flaws on LeBron this week. And for Akmal, uh, Dan Gafford with picking up 10 blocks and he needed nine of them to uh, beat Ali in that stat. So Gafford was a very good pickup. Uh, first game, I kind of roasted the Gafford pickup. But uh, he produced the blocks, the big man stats uh, that was needed for Akmal to gain that cat. So I'd call him the uh, pivotal pivotal player for Akmal. Next game, I also nailed this one. I had Talal winning 5-4 over Byron. And Talal won 5-4 over Byron. Um, On Talal's side, Chris Paul picking up 32 assists for the week. Nailed one of the cats that outside the big man categories goes for. And for Byron, Giannis did everything he could, man. Can't ask for anything more. 624 from the field, 153 points, 51 boards, 18 assists, four four steals, one block. Even hit seven threes. Giannis really pushed Byron, but uh, Talal got the win. And our last matchup. I had predicted a 5-4 win Vahidov Ace and call it 3-for-3 three three there. Vahid won 5-4 for the week. For Vahid, Jalen Durant, 49 points, 27 boards, 5 steals, 4 blocks. But it was really his efficiency, 7-16 from the field, 9-17 from the free throw line. And on Ace's side... The waiver pickup in Caruso gave him nine steals, helping him win that steal category uh, where the difference was about six steals. So that was a great waiver pickup by Ace to get that steal steal stat win. So went through a lot of games. What does that mean for the standings? So no change for our 
first place incumbent, Sherry. He maintains first place, uh, actually creating a bigger gap between first and second. Now sitting at nine and one. And it's your boy, Ben, at second place, jumping from fifth with the seven, one, and one win over Jin, who now dropped to third place. Sitting at fourth was Akmal, who also dropped uh, who, uh, from third place to fourth. And Byron also dropped from fourth to fifth. So, essentially, for those trying to keep track, Sherry stayed at first spot. I went from fifth to second, which bumped everyone down a spot. Jin is now third. Akmal is now fourth. And Byron is now fifth. There are no other changes in standings. Ali remains in the last playoff spot, sixth. Sunny remains at seven. Vahid at eight. Ace at nine. And Talal is still our current Sacco at number 10. This week's matchup, second place myself is facing eighth place Vahid. My prediction for this matchup is I'm predicting a 6-3 win over the Heat. More to come on that. The next matchup is 7th place Sunny versus 6th place Ali. Now Ali obviously retooled his team and day one AD is out, LeBron is out. I think that's a little rough hole to be in. Uh, But we'll see how his new team meshes. I'm going to give this week up to Sonny. He think he takes it 5-4 over Allen. Next matchup, a rematch of the 2020 finals. Ferry versus Talal. And in this matchup, I call this the game of the week. That is because it's a finals rematch. But more importantly, Talal is fully healthy. So with this squad, I am going to chalk this up as a Talal win. 5-4 over Shiroz. Next matchup, we have 3rd place Jin versus 5th place Byron. A battle of two... Is this? Nope. This is one of two both playoff team matchups here. And I have this as Byron beating Jin 5-4. And finally, the last matchup of the week is Akmal facing... Ace, Akmal is fourth, Ace is ninth, and I have this as a 6-3 win, Akmal over Ace. So, on to my Nick Nurse notes, aka what do I got to do to win? For myself, I currently have the games advantage, I'm going to maintain that. I think I got to win one of the two efficiencies uh, between field goal and free throw. It's more likely I have the chance to win free throws, I just need an off game by... Hurdle, Morant, or Diallo that he just picked up. Uh, if I can get a good start on free throw, on 3 for 7, a 4 for 8, 6 of 10 free throw shooting line from Morant, or 3 of 7 from Hurdle, I can be in good position to win free throws. It's going to be a matchup of Precious versus Durant for the rebound big man category. If Precious plays as he has within OG's absence, I feel a lot more competitive, and Jalen Duran's looking great, but you got the Dwayne Casey factor. You never know what kind of crap he ends up doing. And then Miles Turner and his block party. 
without Turner, I think Box is pretty competitive. Turner is Vahid's biggest advantage in the block category. He just got his extension. There's a chance he might, you know, relax. He might get fed a little. He might party a little. He might have a little contract high right now. And if that's the case, it makes blocks a lot more competitive. Similar to what I, what happened with Jin. One off game by Jaron Jackson allowed me to tie blocks. Similarly, if Turner not playing the first couple of games this week, uh, Indiana having the later half schedule. If I can, uh, if I can have an off game by Turner, blocks is in contention. And then lastly, Donovan Mitchell. He, I picked him up. He had a, he teased me with a brilliant game. Had a groin injury. Came back. Had a brilliant game. Had a groin injury. Reactivated. Came back and was, it was a blowout. He only played 20 minutes, and the Clippers suck, I guess. And, he didn't continue, but I want to see the Donovan Mitchell, the top 10 Donovan Mitchell. If I get that play out of him, it helped me counter Kyrie Irving this week. So I want him to stay hot, as Kyrie's been hot lately. And that's it for my Nick Nurse Notes Corner. On to the Hot and Ice Player Nickname of the Week. This week, for my Toronto fans, which should be most of my listeners... Uh, 80% are in Canada right now. I'm going to pick Vince Sanity. Vince Carter, obviously our Air Canada. Half man, half amazing. And that's the portion of the nickname I'd like to highlight. He got that nickname because of his amazing aerial acrobatic and revolutionary dunks at the time. Where a lot of color commentators over a 22-year NBA career would nickname him. But that name really stuck out when he, during the Olympics, uh, jumped over a, I think the guy was like seven foot two, um, seven foot Frederick Weiss. Oh, yeah, it must be Frederick Weiss. Weiss. He was seven foot and he jumped over him. Uh, that, was, that wasn't really seen before during that era. And then, of course, his most legendary dunk contest. He got dubbed Vinsanity, Air Canada, but also Half Man, Half Amazing. For half for the half man portion, I'm gonna give that portion of the title to Sonny. Man, this dude needs to stick to fantasy football and making parlay bets because fantasy basketball is not it. The last time he won was in eight. He's on a five-game, five-week losing streak. And then beyond that, there was a tie with him and Vahid. We had to go all the way to week eight, seven weeks ago for his last win. That's a long time. Yet he's still seven. So take that for what it's worth. And my half amazing, I give that title to Talal. This is the player I wouldn't want to face this week. I think last week he took out Byron. His squad is fully healthy right now. And uh, Jokic was, you know, in and out of his lineup last week. But I think he's all set to go this week. This is the first time in, uh, in, since the first two weeks of the season we're going to see a fully healthy Talal. Now, Talal, who is in 10th place, proclaimed in our group chat he will make the playoffs. He swears by it he will make the playoffs. 
Currently, he is 24, 10 games off of sixth place right now. So he's got a little catching up to do. Now here's the thing, he controls his own destiny. He's facing playoff opponent contenders rest of the way. So I'll call him half amazing. He gets full amazing. He actually pulls off the win against his biggest opponent today, Jerry. And then our Shackton, a full shout out to cap this podcast off. It goes to my boy Ace. I did a special podcast last night to really listen and hear and understand, come from a piece of place of reason as to why Ace executed this trade. Ace is a special person in this league to me. When we were looking for that 10th person, I had I had decided to take Ace on as a project. I was patient with him. I taught him tips and tricks of how to utilize the fantasy interface, when to make waiver claims, how, what cat chemistry means, what type of players he should look for. I was feeding him a lot of information, more than I had anyone. Even my own brother who played fantasy basketball, I didn't give advice to. But with Ace, I took the time and groomed him. Now, partially, I wanted loyalty on my side so that one day, I might be able to finesse a trade out of him. I will admit, full disclosure, I ain't no saint. But there was another side of me that actually just wanted a competitive player. And I grew up with Ace playing video games. And I saw his competitive energy. And I saw his obsession to win. And that was what I was trying to bring out. So... It disappointed me greatly last year when, after he came in hot, second half of his first rookie season, he made the playoffs. He was a top three team in the regular season. He's playing everything that I wanted in a competitive, competitive fantasy basketball. Then last year happened. He didn't have a good draft, and he made a couple of league breaking trades, and one of them got vetoed. This year, he made two trades. One trade I found out he only actually executed because one or two of our teammates mentioned it was not that bad of a swindle. And he read that comment and decided to go through with the trade. And then this last trade, selling Katie off for Jonas Valanciunas, and which he didn't even know that Zion Williamson is coming back and that he would impact Jonas. And more than that, more than that, it's not the shopping, it's not the lack of shopping of KD that hurt me. It's not the logic of only trading with Ali because he's in sixth place and he didn't want to give up KD to a golden boy player. It's not even the fact that he's selling off assets to stay away from Sacco. No, I award this fact in a full moment because Ace said he made this trade to win week 15. Specifically, week 15. And you know what? He lost. He lost 5-4. And the only category I reviewed that he could have possibly taken Vahid was blocks. 
Jonas Valanciunas does not block shots. So the person he actually brought in was not going to help him anyway on Sunday night, for which he made the trade on Sunday to get Jonas to start that day to win week 15. Jonas didn't even give him the block needed to win the category. And he's Dar Shackton of Fool is awarded to Ace. Hold the L, my guy. Hold the L. That's it for my podcast. Stay tuned for my unmasking of my week 16 opponent, Vahid the Kid. Followed by my Wednesday roast, rants, and rumors segment. And finally, capping it off with my Friday Weekend Warriors episode for week 16. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you.